Hey there, I'm Sarah Thwaites, and this is Our Mind Made, a space where we discuss the curiosities of life, seek to ask more beautiful questions, and share thoughts and stories which bind us together. This first season is based around books and key learnings that the Our Mind Club members have experienced through their time reading each book. But today, it's going to be a little different. Introducing Mini Made, small episodes scattered between the bigger book summaries, because we are a thoughtful bunch. Mini Made episodes are wee chats brought about from questions which have been thrown to club members these past few weeks. I'll be grabbing for the musings repeatedly brought up and then also the interesting outlier thoughts we've had as well. These questions came to me while moving house recently. So are you ready? Here we go. Question one. Thinking of all the stuff we have, why do you think we collect so much? What are the things you are drawn to keeping and accumulating? So really, I guess this is a two-part question. Hey, why do we collect stuff? And what is the stuff that we're drawn to keeping? Not so surprisingly, club members cited safety and survival as the why behind accumulating so much stuff. Keeping up with the Joneses was thrown in there in a few different ways too. Unexpectedly, Decision fatigue got a repeat mention, meaning storing it is easier than making an affirmative decision. One club member noted that the average household holds more stuff these days than Henry VIII had, and he was the richest man in his time in history. One thought-provoking answer from Trina was, Our stuff creates an external sense of self through things that reflect that self now or evolving over time. Marnie made note that once we have stuff, it becomes ours, and then we have a responsibility to care for it. Justine suggested, We collect things because we love hard and often and also alluded to the fact that our experiences govern what we are drawn to keeping. Shana boiled it all down to survival, but not just our own survival. Our so-called stuff, stories, things, lessons get passed down. So we're not collecting purely for us, we're collecting for others too. With the second part of the question, collectively, most of us said we accumulate and keep sentimental things. Handwritten notes, cards, photos, paintings from our kids and families, and things that just bring us joy. This made me think about how so many cards, letters, event invites, and photos have gone digital now. Is it time to start writing real letters again? Jules intriguingly noted, One day I may not remember, and then there will be a reminder. What I read into this was, she wants a capsule of the experiences of her life to act as memory anchors. And it makes sense because we've all picked up that picture or card or thing and suddenly being brought back to a moment in time, a thread of our lives lived. Marnie made note of this in her own way. Things often represent something or hold memories. Jem mused, some things are kept as they may have significance in years to come. 
Jane Marie in April, made a note from a slightly different viewpoint. What if we keep things so we can do them later? Keeping them for a rainy day, in case future us gets the opportunity. Shana pondered broader still, saying, we pass these things down to others, meaning we pass our memory anchors down, so that, as Justine put so eloquently, our time on earth doesn't go by without paying witness. Okay, question two, here we go. At the end, there's maybe three or four things that sit on our casket to represent us. This was my experience anyway at my grandpa's funeral last year. What would your three or four things be? Now, I bet you're thinking how macabre, but honestly, the most beautiful and intimate answers resulted from this question. Answers that made me crack giant toothy smiles, answers that had me nodding, some that made me well up a little. If you want to get to the crux of someone, I reckon ask them this question. Yes, they'll think you're pretty weird probably, but if they do decide to answer, going from these responses, you'll pretty much get a list of the things that are most meaningful to that person. Most of the group said a photograph of my family. A lot of the group said flowers. Kirsty specified tulips, a symbol of her love for our natural world and her heritage. Jem said eucalypt, not only because it reminded her of home, but because of the fact that some of these trees were here hundreds of years before us and will be here long after us. Honestly, some actually said, wow, that's hard. I just don't know yet. I guess it really is a pretty intimate question. Then there were some unique answers, or one-off answers. For instance, Shinoa said, I don't know if what goes on the casket necessarily is there to represent us, so the person within it, but more it's the memories we have, so the remaining living have of that person. For this reason, she noted the things she could imagine on my casket, It really was the loveliest thing to hear. She said billy buttons, a teacup. Add a photo, shells, some books. She pretty much had me covered. It turns out good family members make for good casket decorating. We all have things that we feel and our families feel represent us. Answers like Swiss army knife, surfboard, reading glasses, trainers. Religious iconography, sheet music, even Prosecco. Us humans are unique and truly delightful sometimes, aren't we? (laughs) Honestly, I had no idea how cool asking these couple of short questions to a group of amazing minds would be. And before I say sayonara, I thought it might be nice to ask the questions again. In a meditative or mindful way that I'll leave a minute between so you can ponder a little deeper yourself. It might be nice to find a quietish space where you won't have other things or questions launched at you over the minute or so. So if that time isn't now, maybe come back later and we can daydream together on these ponder points. Otherwise, if you're ready, 
Question 1. Thinking of all the stuff we have. Why do you think you collect so much stuff? And what are the things you are drawn to keeping and accumulating? Question two. In the end, there's maybe three or four things that sit on the casket to represent us. What would your three or four things be? Without overthinking it, maybe the question could also double as what are the three most important things to you that represent you most fully? It might be a nice idea to write those couple of things down and if it's a, a person or a particular activity that you do or you can see those images of those people in those photographs or whatever it is, lean into that every day because after your last day is done, if you've got that answer there in your heart and your mind, then this is the essence of you and what has been most important to you. So try and gather that up as much as possible. <laughs> this has been our Mind Made, a mini made episode, which I have thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> I hope you have too. I, I have a feeling there's going to be a couple more of these on the horizon because it's just been such a fun experience gathering all these beautiful thoughts join me for the next episode with a special guest introduction and a deep dive into the incredibly thought-provoking book the creative act by rick rubin if you've had fun like me this episode like share subscribe i'll see you next time with thanks and care from sarah and may you make your mind intentionally. Our mind in sunshine today. Our mind in sunshine, you'll be.
Let's do it again and again.